episode of Warhog Words of Wisdom, presented by the Firearms Training Notebook. So here's the thing. Do you have a plan when you go to the range? Do you have a plan when you do any dry fire training? Do you have any data? The Firearms Training Notebook gives you the perfect tool to sit there and annotate that data, look at it, see where you need to make improvements, and oh, by the way, make yourself 1% better, whether it's either in your live or dry fire training. Guys, swing by warhog.com, kellydefense.com if you want to get a signed copy, or swing by Amazon. Uh, links are all in the bio, everything like that. Super easy to get to, or just go to Amazon and then type in the firearm training notebook, Rick Hogg, Mark Kelly, either one, boom, it will pop right up. Um, since you're out kind of surfing the interwebs guys, do us a huge favor, swing by or check out our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash on the range podcast patrons stand by. Cause I'm going to give you guys some more tips at the end. Um, Again, just like-minded individuals, bi-monthly Zoom call, just a great group of people. Remember, guys, um, your support is what helps us with the show. Your support is what helps us get the word out there. So please share, like, subscribe, leave us a rating, review, all that other stuff. And on the next On The Range podcast, me and Mark will sit there and kind of, I know we got a couple of reviews in the hopper. We need to get a big shout out to those people. But guys, that's the only way we're going to beat big tech because as you know, We've been squashed before. Uh, Warhog Tactical page got shut down by Instagram. So we've got to do something to get our control back. Speaking of control, been a busy couple of weeks here. Been on the road out training. Um, six different law enforcement firearms training courses. Here's the thing. I believe, at least when I'm running a range, it's my job to empower these law enforcement officers. Unfortunately, this day and age, they go out to the range and they're treated like kids, right? <laughs> if you go out to some of these places, it's mind boggling. No loaded firearms in the classroom. No this, unload here, do this. All right, so technically you're an armed professional, 364, except for that day you opt to go to the range. Then you get treated like a child. And it's funny because one of the first things I tell my guys when they show up for training First and foremost is I want them to try to treat that flat range like real world, the street, whatever word you want to use, as real as you can. Kind of get that mindset change. And then the second thing is if you always, if you do what you've always done, you're going to get what you always got, right? So don't be afraid to change some things up. But it's funny. Yes, for the first little bit, there's some things I want to watch them load. Why? Because I've got a rhyme and reason for what I'm looking to do. But it's funny. We kind of, you start giving them the rope to free think to do things. And it's funny, I'll question him. I'll just happen to go, you know, I see a guy over there dry firing. He's perfectly safe, perfectly fine. Hey man, what are you doing? And I see those big old deer in the headlight eyes like, oh, I did something wrong. It's like, no way, man, you're training. Good job. Keep it up. You know, getting them to do things like tack magazine change, right? Do things on your own. Now there comes a certain point that I don't mind they load on their own, right? I want to kind of drive the train home for our administrative load because there's rhyme and, re- rhyme and reason why we do that. Again, it just to show them the value of, hey, administratively, so obviously for the listeners, you can't see my air quotes, but administratively is the best word I can think of right now for doing a loading sequence. You might as well get some training out of it. 
So I just want to empower these guys. And it's something they don't get on their normal ranges. You know, nothing against the law enforcement firearms instructors out there. But guys, let's think about it for a minute. What are you doing to empower your people? And if you give me, hey, hey, Rick, we got to train the lowest common denominator. Okay. Is that lowest common denominator, common denominator meeting the standards? Or are you adjusting the standards for that individual? Because that's a big difference, right? I can see someone struggling and needing to, to take time, work with them, do whatever. But if they're just not getting it, maybe this job isn't for them, right? So if you can't perform simple tasks, for lack of better terms, out there on the range, what's going to happen when something complex happens? They're going to sit there and fall apart. I'm a firm believer that if you have well-trained officers, half the issues we have out there wouldn't happen, right? And it's no fault of theirs. We have to go back. Are you giving these guys time to train? Are you actually incentivizing them to do it? Or is your quote unquote, again, for the uh, listeners, you can't see, but my air quotes, quote unquote, training, is it truly testing? So them going to qual isn't training, it's testing. And oh, by the way, the only thing the department cares about, did you pass or not? So they can chuck the block of, oh, there's liability. It's on him, not me. He qualled, right? It's just, it's baffling when I take a step back and look at this stuff. And I mean, it, it applies in all other aspects of life. Are you just checking a block to check the block or are you actually trying to make yourself better? You know, where's the force on force training? Where's these guys in situations? Are we learning from our mistakes? Or are we just sitting there throwing these guys at the wolves and go, oh, not our problem. And then next you know, you got crazy DAs indicting and it, is it really the officer's fault or is it the leadership? Hmm. Funny, we go back to that word leadership all the time. And unfortunately, I don't see it. I don't see it. And I'm talking generalities, right? There are some great leaders. Uh, we had Sheriff Kenny Freeman out there. If you haven't heard his episode, listen to it. Um, Kenny out there in Jennings County, man, he is doing great things with that agency. He is, in my opinion, the example others need to be following. Public recognition for their people. Hey, man, you got guys saving lives. Here's a life-saving award. Bam. Bring everyone together and present it, right? Make it a big deal. Even for the, the canine guys, right? For the dogs. I mean, he's... It's just amazing to watch it. But again, it's all leadership. So if you are a law enforcement firearms instructor, are you acting as a leader or are you just checking the block? Are you just getting through the quals to get through the quals? Are you actually looking at those individuals? And here's the thing, man. I've been to the ranges, right? So let's think about it for a minute. If your department is carrying firearm X, why are you, as the instructor, not carrying the same firearm, not demoing the same with the same firearm or caliber in the same equipment. Why are you out there with your Johnny Cool speed rig? These guys are shooting a high caliber pistol. You're out there with your little nine mil, right? Nothing against nine mil, but my, my point being, there's some departments carrying larger caliber guns or more powerful handguns, right? And you got the instructors with nines. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. What, because you got some status? You think you're Johnny Cool Guy? But then again, you watch. And again, Rick's just kind of in the shadows, seeing what's going on, observing. And you haven't once 
went up to a single individual and done anything to improve their skill set. That is your teammate. That is the individual, whether he's a rookie right out of the academy or been there a while. He might be the one that shows up as your backup. And you're not going to sit there and give him some tidbits or some tricks or something to make himself better? I don't get it. And then you got to sit there and go, all right, this is a classic, you know, guys are out there wearing their firearms instructor body armor. Cool. Why? I'm not sure. And I had one guy go, aren't you afraid of being shot? I'm like, nope, I'm training these guys. Right? Trust me. <laughs> if you lay a solid foundation, you set things up, you teach them right. Oh, you do some dry fire prior to even doing live fire or in the Warhawk tactical case, we do a performance on a man drill right out the get-go, but it shot individually, right? I'm right there. I'm not looking at the target. I don't care about the target. I care about the shooter. But too many times I see eyes focused on the target. How are you diagnosing the shooter's problem? How are you empowering these guys to do anything when you sit there and treat them like three-year-olds? Right side's not ready. The left side's not ready. Okay, we're all ready. Now go ahead and load and make ready. Dude, load and make ready. And, and it's funny because... Nothing against the cops, right? I love these guys. But you tell them the line's hot and they're waiting for that first guy to shoot. Dude, the line's hot. Go shoot, right? What, what, what are we waiting for? Time to train. But they're so, I guess paranoid would be the, the best word to use to do anything out there. Is it safe? Yep. Okay. Let's train. If it, you know, if I sit there and go, hey, go ahead and load them up, conduct a good administrative load. Boom, once you're loaded, line's hot, conduct whatever drill we're doing. Short of me saying something that, hey, I'm going to use the whistle, the pro time, or something to drive actions, because there's times I do that as well, by design, yeah, you're free to, to do your business. Do some discovery, learn, and figure out, change some things up, adjust things. But man, they don't want to do nothing, because they've been so ingrained, don't do that. And I'm like, no way, here's the freedom. And I just wish that guys would take a step back and go, are we actually empowering these guys when they're out there on the range to think on their own? Because, oh, by the way, they've got to do that when they're out in the street. So why not just do it? Why not set that example, set that standard from the get-go and let these guys get out there and kind of think for themselves? Now, I got it. If they mess some stuff up, hey, man, dial them back in. But we have to sit there. And in my opinion, empower our officers when they're on the line. Hey, think for your own. Do this. You know, wh Whatever you need to do, do it. And then, oh, by the way, do some training. For my law enforcement firearms instructors out there, are you collecting data on your guys? Or are you just going, yep, they passed the call. Yep, they checked the block. Because here's the thing. Unless you've got something like the firearms training notebook, and you go, hey, dude, let me see it. They're not going to know times. How many officers out there, if you're a law enforcement officer listening right now, draw the first shot, seven meters, Ipsic style target, A zone hit, which time? I don't know, but I'm fast. Oh, I've heard that one before, right? How do you make yourself better? What if I'm quote unquote faster, right? Because I'm spending the time training. How about that? You're reactive. You've got to get your skills to as high as a level as you can. You need to be as proficient as efficient as you can. And the only way you do that is through effective training. And I love nothing better, right? I, I, I love when I see guys out there, they're out there dry fire. 
And like I said, hey, man, what are you doing? And they're all, oh, it's like, good for you. Stay after it. You know, or for whatever reason, they have finished before everyone else. And they could just sit there and stick their piss in the holster and twiddle their thumbs or get on the magic propaganda box and get rubbish burnt in their brain, right? No, they're out there getting reps in. I'm like, there you go, man. Spot on. Because, oh, by the way, when we're done, we sit there and boom, do a little performance on demand test, right? Just so they can pull some data for their books. Um, it's funny. We just launched a, a podcast from the On the Range side. It was live at Muscata Tech Training Center um, during the American Tactics Canada Association. And we had uh, Justin out there. And he kind of gave a, a quick overview of the course, you know, talked about the uh, the notebook. So, again, just another – it's good to have third-party individuals just kind of go, hey, man, here's what I experienced. Here's what we did. Cool. Um, you know, on that, guys, if you've attended one of the courses, hey, man, swing by Google. Please leave us that Google review. It's all about trying to beat this crazy algorithm. Um, and the only way we do that is ratings, reviews, whether it's for the podcast, whether it's on Google, whether it's – Warhog.com, whatever the case may be, it's just trying to beat this crazy machine out there. But all that being said, you know, you've got to sit there and look for every opportunity you can to get training in. And again, yes, I was very much on the law enforcement side. I do the same thing with my civilians, right? Empower them, right? Because I want them to be responsible gun owners. If you are carrying a firearm for a living, whether it's self-defense, whether it's excuse me, uh, law enforcement, military, whatever. You've got to be putting the time in. And then, oh, by the way, if you're responsible for these guys, get some leadership, show them what right looks like. Don't sit there and go, you have to do it my way or the highway. Nope. Show them some generalities. At least that's the way we do it. I don't say you've got to do anything. Here's some generalities. Obviously, the four rules of firearm safety need to be, um, be used, but as far as the fundamentals of marksmanship, hey man, try some things out. How much trigger finger do we put in there? I don't care. How much grip pressure? I, I, I can't tell you, right? Everyone's got different hands, grip strengths, angles, way things work. You've got to play with your body structure. You got to play with your strength and you got to do some, do some playing around. I'll tell you this, if you grip too hard with that firing hand, all of a sudden that gun starts shaking, that trigger finger can't move independently. Yeah, you got some dramas, right? Throttle that off, get some more support on there, and figure out how to vice that pistol in. And, dude, you'll be all over it. But you've got to put the time in. And that's where what we try to do is go, hey, here's the firearm training notebook. You've got some data. Now, I just simply tell them, if you can take three days a week, five minutes a day, that's 15 minutes in the week. 15 minutes. That's even for you civilians out there, right? 15 minutes. Would I want to have more? Sure, absolutely. But I'll take 15. And it's not, and, and I used to say that, give me, don't give me nothing, right? Give yourself, give your family, however you want to look at it, give them or invest the time in yourself there for them so that God forbid you're in that deadly force encounter, you're coming out on top. But really guys, at the end of the day, we try to empower these law enforcement officers in the range. Think about that. If you're an employer, are you empowering your your employees to do great things for you? Or are you sitting there micromanaging? Or are they so afraid to do anything, waiting for guidance, and they're just burning time, right? So it goes back. The guy I see dry firing, would you rather have the guy that, hey, man, my workload's done for the day, 
still got some time on the clock, be productive and get something else done? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So this whole premise of empowering is full circle. I'm just driving the point home how we do it on the range, but you can apply it to life. You can apply it to your kids. What are you doing to empower your kids, right? The next generation to make them great. They're going to be the pillars of society coming up. And if we're not empowering them to think on their own, be responsible, it's all encompassing, guys. So it's just a matter. You want to get out there, be 1% better every single day. And again, empowerment, especially for our law enforcement officers out there in the range. That's when we were doing it here at Warthog Tactical. With that, guys, patrons stand by. With that, guys, train hard, stay safe. Look forward to seeing you guys on the range. Patrons, stand by.